0: Boom. Welcome to a series of horrors podcast. I'm Jackie from Canada and
1: I am and I am Jeff from America still <laughs> Welcome to our inaugural episode. Jackie, how's it feel? We've finally begun
0: We've finally begun this very long journey <laughs>
1: We are here, episode one.
0: (laughs) Excellent. And for episode one, what are we covering, Jeff?
1: Today, we are covering Saw One for episode one. As you guys know, and if you don't, maybe you don't because it's the first one, uh, we cover horror movie franchises movie by movie. So today, Saw One. Next time, Saw Two. Exactly.
0: And right off the top, Jeff... How many times have you seen this movie?
1: The first one, the, first the one, one I've seen. Yeah, this is the one I've seen the most, mm-hmm. and I'm. <sighs> Had to maybe have seen this movie or counting today, maybe about 10 11 times.
0: Okay, you have me. I I was trying to figure it out, and I'm six or seven times now of this movie. The first time that I saw it, I was in the eighth grade, and I it was right when it came out. I was so fascinated and shocked by this movie. I went to class right after the weekend, and I sat down in my English class, and instead of doing any work, I just remember drawing out the bathroom scene for my friend and oh, explaining wow. the entire movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was no, great. way too into it <laughs> oh no i have a great story about how i discovered the saw franchise mm-hmm. i had just recently moved to florida back in 04 and this movie came out october of 04 that summer i go to circuit city rest in peace and buy a dvd of the punisher movie starring thomas jane and apparently if you had purchased this dvd only at circuit city you had another second dvd that had a couple scenes from this movie it huh. had, like, three scenes from this movie. It had um, the scene with Danny Glover and his partner when they go into the warehouse for the first time, to, and, and you see him get shot with the shotguns, uh-huh. the tripwire. And there were, like, two other—and the bear trap scene was another one, and there might have been mm-hmm. one more. And that's all I've seen. I've never heard of it before. am like, what's this thing called saw? It's this weird thing. Well, it's in here. I have nothing else to do. Let me put it in.
0: What an ancient oh. way to find out about <laughs> <this> a movie. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Little extra scenes on a DVD that never happens anymore.
1: No, <laughs> so it was a it was a separate DVD. Oh. <laughs> In, in the box like if you had bought the movie at Best Buy you got like a the soundtrack or like a video from the the Seether song with the girl from Evanescence oh yeah um, that was that and if you got someone you got something else that was extra I happened to go to Circuit City and that's that happened to be what I got for it and if it wasn't for that who knows so then it was me circling the day in my calendar and counting down the days for when I could go to the movie theater and see Saw opening night that's awesome it did not disappoint it was oh so that's how I experienced Saw for the first time it was great and then it would be. became a ritual. Me and my friends went every year to the movie theater opening weekend to watch the movie. (laughs) Saw. that's
0: fantastic. I did get to see the second one in theaters, as I mentioned before on our intro, but that was the only one I saw in theaters. I gave up after the second one. I think what really truly happened to me, I'm I'm spoiling a little bit, I guess. Uh, Mm -hmm. But what truly happened to me was I was homesick with the stomach flu. And I decided because Saw 3 was on the satellite. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to throw on Saw 3. It was not good
1: with someone no. that had a crazy no, stomach. A stomach flu no, not a stomach flu movie. That is not, that is not a good no, idea.
0: No, no. And then I just had to turn it off and uh, never try it again.
1: No, and Saw 3 starts off pretty gory. I have questions about this first one. Still love it, but I have a whole couple of concerns that we'll get to along the way. Oh, I can't wait to hear them. Jackie, so kick us off. Let's see.
0: Okay, so I have already mentioned to Jeff. I have 13 pages of notes here that I took throughout this movie, so it's going to be an interesting ride. My very first note, we know this is a low-budget film based on the font selection.
1: <laughs> oh, wow, that's the new one. I need you to unpack that one for me a little bit. How uh, can you tell me this was the font selection?
0: When they first start introducing the movie, and it says, directed by James Wan, and whatever, and Saw, the font selection is just a very basic font and has some really terrible effect on it that really reminded me of Microsoft Office back in the day, the word art.
1: <laughs> the clip art's not that bad.
0: Yeah, the clip art like, but, but for words, like, you know, you could put like a little water effect on your word or something like Ooh. that. Yeah, that's exactly what it looked like to me. And I was like, oh dear. But then in my research, I found out that in fact this was a very low budget movie. And uh, that's what inspired the premise, apparently. They had only budget for one set originally, so they came up with the script that be in one location
1: and i vaguely remember uh around when coming out apparently they found a location basically they have like it's like a warehouse Mm -hmm. and the warehouse has a bunch of rooms in it so they have a bedroom set in the warehouse and um and the hotel and this and that so they basically just filmed it in that big warehouse Mm -hmm. and just in different rooms in that warehouse so they had to pay an x amount of money to use it and they just like got to use it for about a, a month or whatever weather they were filming for
0: yeah the only set they actually built was the bathroom. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Everything else is whatever they had, whatever was in that place. It was like, oh, we could use this for that and this for that and boom.
0: I mean, it brings me right back to my uh, days in theater school of <laughs> just trying to find things and pulling them together to make something out of it. But let's get back into this movie now that we've discovered the font. <laughs> uh we open on a blue light floating above a man's submerged face special attention paid to this blue light and it looks like it's attached to some sort of chain uh the man wakes up pulling the plug out of the bathtub that he is in and the blue light is sucked down the drain
1: here comes my question number one blanket spoiler warning for (laughs) so if you haven't watched
0: this movie you probably shouldn't be listening to this podcast
1: when I get started, blanket. It's I'm not well, not holding any back. The movie's at this point, 04 to 21. It is, what, 17 years old? This movie could have been over in 10 minutes, just off of this. <laughs> yep. Because the thing you see going down the drain is the key to the lock. So if it hadn't gone down the drain, he would have unlocked himself and walked out the room?
0: Yeah, that would have been the movie over. But also, what I re- noticed on this watch is that a lot happens in the first 15 minutes alone. It was quite interesting. So uh, as I said, this man, he... Um, hugs the tub he stumbles out of the water and uh he hears someone else in the room the other guy he's he sounds really gruff and dismissive His why note and then uh and then suddenly the lights come on and they reveal wesley from the princess bride chained to a pipe opposite this other man who is chained to another pipe across the room between them in this disgusting bathroom there's a body on the floor and uh it lays between them bloody and apparently dead now in for a little fun fact here did you know they did not have money for a dummy and thus tobin bell was lying there for every single scene in the bathroom
1: is that why they don't really show the body that often only they only show basically when they have to and that just
0: higher up pretty much because poor poor mr bell (laughs) Lying on that cold bathroom floor for hours at a time. What,
1: bathroom floor? Because there's blood strewn all around his head. Oh yeah, it must have been
0: sticky and dirty
1: and gross. And I have nasty bathroom questions. Well, that sounded worse than it's going to be. Yeah, what's happening here? (laughs) What what kind of bathroom is this? Because there's a sink. There are these two little bathtubs in the corner, some urinals off on one corner, um, a toilet, like, around where the bathtub is. I can't figure out what, if it wasn't the lab being destroyed, what would it have looked like during Better Days? Yeah, it's
0: quite confusing. I don't know why there is a bathtub in a men's public washroom is what it seems like.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It makes no sense. Why is there a bathtub there's here? There's no
0: sink. So maybe that's why there's a bathtub.
1: I, I assume the sinks got taken out because that's where the mirror was. That's my uh, guess. Okay. So that's, that was my one thing. It made, made a little bit no sense to me as to what would this be used for during regular days.
0: I think Adam had it right. I think People used to cut out your kidney and you'd wake up there.
1: They built them up for that specifically. For, for when, hey, This is our kidney extracting room. Um, so... <laughs>
0: That's the only way it makes sense to me. All right, back to this dead body. Uh, we notice that in one hand, he has a tape recorder, in the other, a revolver. My next favorite thing that I will be doing throughout this episode is quoting Adam directly. We haven't learned his name is Adam yet, but we will. His first line of amusement is, My name is very fucking confused followed by that's his first like great line and then uh, followed directly by I went to bed in my shithole apartment and I woke up in an actual shithole
1: that's pretty good I don't know if I'd be that quippy in that situation but that's pretty good
0: like all the quip right away all the quip all the sass right away if I had woken up in a bathtub in a dirty ass men's washroom I don't think I would be responding quite so sassily no but hey
1: he's trying to make the best of a bad situation
0: I guess so alright so it's revealed that but neither knows how they got here. The one, Fred Pirate Roberts, <laughs> introduced himself as Doctor Gordon,
1: and then they go back and forth a little bit, basically trying, "Who are you? What are we doing here? Do you know what was going on? Who changed here?" And then Doctor Gordon goes to the first flashback of the movie. I was like, oh, "I know what. I know. I know why we're here. Or not why we're here, but I know." What's going on?
0: Yeah, but before we do discover that, Adam okay. finds a tape in his pocket. Well, he finds an envelope addressed to him, and inside that envelope oh, is a tape that says, me. This leads Dr. Gordon to follow suit, and he <laughs> finds a tape and a key in the envelope in his pocket. So he tries to use the key to unlock his chains. Doesn't work. Passes it to Adam. Doesn't work on his chains either. At this point, they start MacGyvering away to get so the tape player, uh, the tape recorder bird, uh out of the dead man's hand, which I find very
1: amusing. <laughs> which I'll get back to late, all the way at the end, because... Wait, what? Because how they get the tape recorder now, they could have Oh, yes,
0: but too busy freaking out at that point. But anyways, okay. Um, so yes, they MacGyver, they use their shirt, they use the chain from the bathtub and the plug. And they get the recorder from the body um, as, as Adam is struggling to do it. Uh, Dr. Gordon says, you can do it. And I automatically remembered Rob
1: Schneider. <laughs> from Big Daddy just like, you can do it. <laughs> you think Big Daddy. I think Waterboy. Same guy. There you go. <laughs> same <Exactly>. joke. <laughs> same difference.
0: Rob Schneider. That's what comes to yeah. mind. <laughs> Uh, so then they they play their tapes and I have written that a super creepy and judgy voice on the tape <laughs> begins telling Adam that he is a waste of space <laughs> 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 and that he might die in this room.
1: <laughs> kind of feel bad for Adam at this point. Just...
0: <laughs> he, he just goes right in, laying right into Adam, telling him that he sucks. I'm definitely expecting
1: this to be like Adam's dad. Son, That's going to be
0: the all, all exactly. along with Adam's dad. <laughs> Uh, the judgy voice on uh, Gordon, Dr. Gordon's tape tells him that he needs to kill Adam, along with a couple of important quotes that will come into play later. Uh, referring to the body in the center of the room, it says, With that much poison in your blood, the only thing to do is shoot yourself. As well as, remember, X marks the spot of the treasure.
1: Vague enough that nobody knows what's going on.
0: Exactly. And the judgy voice also threatens uh, Dr. Gordon, saying that, Uh, they have Allison and Diana and that they will die if he does not succeed in his task.
1: By it's, 6 p.m. And it's about noon.
0: At this point, Dr. Gordon notices that there's a whispered message at the end of the tape. It says, follow your heart. They notice that there is a heart drawn in shit on the toilet. <laughs> and yes. This leads Adam to uh, dunk his hands inside the toilet bowl. Uh, a nice little homage to transpotting. Very disturbing. <laughs> uh,
1: I've never seen transpotting, actually. I haven't seen it.
0: You don't need to. There, It's about the, oh. the most <laughs> disgusting toilet in Scotland. And it's like he ends up climbing into this toilet... Oh, it's just not a great time.
1: <laughs> Obi Wan that does this. I know Obi Wan's in this. It. So it's Obi Wan that does this, or is it? It's Obi Wan, I believe. Yeah. Oh, no, not Obi Wan.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I had to crawl through the shit like a shank reduction There, <laughs> um, anyways. Uh, Doctor Gordon asks if there is anything. Adam replies, "No solids." <laughs>
1: More than I want to know, but okay.
0: Yep. He then checks the tank. He finds inside a bag and claims, I really wish I would have checked in there first.
1: he's basically saying out loud what everybody else was thinking. Like, why don't you just check the tank? Like,
0: oh uh, yeah, That's where someone's going to hide something. I mean, I guess you think in that moment, I'm in a real fucked up situation. They probably want me to do the most messed up things right now to try to get out of here. I must have to sort through all this species. <laughs> Oh god. <laughs> uh inside the bag he finds two hacksaws. Uh they both begin trying to cut through their chains and Adam sketchily throws the bag into the bathtub. Dun,
1: dun, dun. Dun, dun,
0: dun. Adam breaks his saw, throwing it at the mirror and breaking off a piece of the mirror in the mm-hmm. process.
1: Yeah, Oh well, what happens is he he vigorously tries to saw through the chains and it's the wrong kind of saw for that, and he breaks it. He breaks the hacksaw, or the blade on the hacksaw, then mm-hmm. in frustration he just throws it across the room and happens to break a piece of the glass.
0: Exactly. Oh. And that's when Dr. Gordon realizes he doesn't want us to cut through these chains. He wants us to cut through our feet. And this is where you were about to jump into.
1: Yes, and then... Adam says why would somebody want this like I know the guy well he's he's the serial killer's been going around time well he actually doesn't kill anybody he just finds a way for you to kill yourself And I think at this point it flashbacks to a couple of the other cases Mm -hmm. of the jigsaw killer a gentleman. Uh, he apparently had tried to kill himself a couple times, and he goes, "Well, since you don't value your life, I now I want you to fight for it." So he puts him like in a chicken coop, covered in razor wire, and he says, "All you gotta do is crawl from this wire from the back of the room to the to the table. I mean, to the door, and you have two hours to do it. If not, the door will lock, and you will die. So if you want to die, just sit there, and it'll happen. Yeah, but if you want to live, you fight to get out." And all credit given to the gentleman. He fought his way through, and just didn't quite make it. Yeah, it's one of these catch twenty two situations. Like, um, if you want to live, you have to basically have to work for it. Like, you're taking your life for granted. You're gonna have to now prove that you want it. Mm-hmm. It's and Basically, Jigsaw's ethos. that's is what he's trying to do.
0: Yeah, and we're yeah. we find out uh, via the detectives that are at the scene, uh, which also we've now been introduced to uh, the two main detectives on this case: Detective uh, Singh and Detective Tap, aka Danny Glover,
1: Murtaugh, and the guy from Saw. I mean, the guy from Lost. Wait, what's the first reference? Oh uh, Murtagh, he was, uh, Murtagh, he was, Danny Gov, was Murtagh on Lethal Weapon. Oh, got you, got you. <laughs> And then uh, the guy was in—he was in a Lost. He was one. He was one of the castaways. One of the Lost people.
0: Was he on lost. I don't remember him.
1: He was um, part of. The, remember when the plane crashed? There was two halves of the plane. Oh, he was uh, in the half. second half. Okay.
0: Got gotcha, you. Got gotcha. you. I've seen season one like three times, and all the other seasons once. So I forget. I
1: had a roommate that was addicted to Saw, when we <laughs> lived together. And I got into it because he was so into him. Like you know what? Screw it. I'll watch it too. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> kind of got into it, then just. We finished it, and I was like, I'm never watching this ever again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can, very, I can understand that based on the ending. Spoilers for Lost <laughs> too. Anyways.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I feel very disillusioned with this. I'm mad at all this time I spent. Oh, Lord.
0: Uh So the de- detectives let us know that the man was only given two hours to escape. The trap door was set on a timer. We also find out that a jigsaw piece was carved into the victim's back.
1: Not exactly carved. He removes a piece of skin in the, in the shape of a jigsaw piece. Okay, thank you for the specifics. It's, it's a little... Which I don't remember them going over as to the why, but that's maybe they do in one of the later movies, and they do, and if they do, we'll get to it.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. Like he does. There's a couple other times we see a jigsaw piece, like a calling card that he's left. So I guess that was his calling card there.
1: You know, he does it supposedly to all his victims. Somehow, yeah. uh, like he removes a little jigsaw piece of skin. Like it's a mark. Like if you survive, you'll remember the experience. Back. Right?
0: Yay! Just what I wanted. More reasons to remember my PTSD. <laughs> So, at this point, Mr. Judgy from the tapes gets dubbed the (laughs) Jigsawed Killer by the press. Uh, And now uh, we're back to another of his crime scenes. And uh, there's a a man that is naked in a room. uh, And Mr. Judgy's tape starts playing. And it seems that this man's name is Mark. And thus, the room popped mine immediately. (laughs) Oh, hi, Mark. (laughs) Uh, So, Mark was... Claiming that he was sick, it's never really said what his sickness is supposed to be, but uh, now he has a slow-acting poison in his bloodstream, and the antidote is locked in a safe in the room. The combination to the safe is somewhere on the walls, which are absolutely covered in numbers. Uh, he's given a tea light, but he's covered in flam- a flammable substance, and he is barefoot with broken glass all around
1: him. So when they find him, he's basically a burnt little crispy skeleton, like Mortal Kombat It's just one of these skeletons. And that's basically it. As I was watching this movie, I'm like, it seems like he, he's plain sick. I'm guessing a workman's comp kind of thing where he's like supposed to be working, but he's not supposed to be sick, but I have pictures of you all over town or something, Mm -hmm. which is not the best thing, but it's kind of extreme to, to to put somebody through that, through this for that. Also naked covered in like a greasy wax, flammable substance, having to walk on broken glass, in a room full of just numbers written on a wall. There is no way you're going to find out the combination to anything. It's just random numbers written on a wall. like And
0: what? poison. <laughs> like, the, this guy had no, no chance. At, like, <laughs> the razor wire one was bad, too, but at least it was, like, one thing you had to defeat.
1: <laughs> and, it, and it's two hours, so you didn't have to go full bore like you did, you know? Like, they show a flashback, of just, like, diving through a razor wire. I'm like, All right, it's two hours. You could have maybe yeah. tried to do something, because he's naked with razor wire, so maybe, maybe. But this guy was like, I want you to die, because I'm a stack these I'm gonna stack everything up against you and I don't fathom anybody maybe getting out of that at all
0: yeah no I can't see any and especially the candle that he
1: gives him is a tea light candle it's so tiny and don't they only last about 15 minutes or something or like an hour an hour max yeah so so in my head I'm like this guy's not gonna make it he's just he had no
0: chance. Rest in peace, Mark.
1: And then, how do you know? Like, you see, a, you see numbers of five, seven, eight. How do you know that's fifty-seven or five seventy-eight or what? Just, just you have a better shot. At just like trying numbers on the safe, just on your own without even le- looking at the wall. Just yeah,
0: most definitely. <laughs> at least your feet won't be bleeding out.
1: Exactly, poor guy.
0: Um, we find out via the detectives that there is a peephole cut in the wall, and that Jigsaw likes to watch his victims. Uh, at this particular crime scene, he's left a pen light. The detective's order that uh, they take fingerprints from it to figure out who it belongs to. We then cut to a hospital scene with Dr. Gordon. Uh, He's explaining the advanced nature of a brain tumor on a patient, Um, and then a character named Seth walks in and says that he's a very special man. Now spoilers, as always. We know by the end of the movie that this man lying in the bed is Jigsaw. And we could have told, like, at this point, we could have figured out that it was Jigsaw based on the fact that lying in front of him is a drawing of the reverse bear trap that we will see in just moments. Mm -hmm. Also, this is my plot hole that really frustrates me. Okay. He is holding the pen light that he will then plant at be uh, at Mark's crime scene, that they just you know dusted for fingerprints to find Doctor Gordon. But the last person touching it with a bare hand was Jigsaw himself. So why didn't they get his prints? And then also, why are Doctor Gordon's prints on file that they were able to find him so quickly?
1: That's the one I was going to get to. Like, what did he do that he's on file? Like for what? Like for your medical license? Is that something? Is that a thing? That's not or. A thing.
0: So yeah, that that's my big plot hole here. How did they get to Dr. Gordon? Doesn't make sense to
1: me. And a pen light, the the life expense expectancy of a pen light can be what? A week? Two? Considering he probably uses it a bunch? He must run through pen lights like nobody's business. Alright, they found a pen light there. Maybe I tossed it they got there's like a, there's twenty ways it could have gotten there.
0: And also when they show it to him, like, is this your penlight? As if he is the only person in the world who has that very generic white pen.
1: I'm the only doctor in the house who uses this brand of penlight that's what should have his name on it described like his address like, would, that, that would have made at least more sense
0: yeah that's, that's what, I, what I, in my memory in my headcanon that's what it was was that it said on the side dr gordon whatever and no no it's just a plain white penlight and they run the fingerprints to find him makes no sense
1: then the cops they show up basically saying all right you're you're the murderer. like there is no pretense there's no like maybe you know there's no qu- real questioning it's just like hey you're the guy we know you're the guy and, and in my mind you're always going to be the guy so <laughs> they take him down to questioning and he happens to have an alibi which is cheating on his wife. So oh, all that alibi which I always think back to a devil's advocate with this part because um that's how they get the guy off in devil's advocate is that all right um we're going to say in court that you're cheating on your wife so you couldn't have possibly been murdering these people murdering your what your kids or whatever which is what the crime was in the devil's advocate spoiler for that too. So and I think Keanu oh, I mean, Reeves says, "Hey, you'd rather be a cheater than a murderer, or something." They're gonna hate you for being a cheater, but you know what? They're gonna acquit you for being a murderer because that's what you—that's the truth, apparently. Mm-hmm. Even though that, that movie happened to not be. Mm-hmm. So um, here, same deal. He is—he cannot be the jigsaw Killer because he's in a hotel room with his um, student, I guess. So intern?
0: No, because so student? was that the night that that happened? Because that wouldn't make sense because he was kidnapped on that night. So it
1: I don't be- think it was that late. Like, I think that was like a un- I think that was an- they maybe they had already been together for a while. Because when you do see him and her go to the hotel the night before he gets abducted, mm-hmm. she is right away ready to go. And I'm like, all right, if this is the first time they're getting together, she is a little bit over anxious. So I'm assuming they've already been together a couple times.
0: But His dialogue makes it seem like this is the first time that they are doing it because he's like, I should have yeah. never asked you here and things like that. I don't know. It it was very confusing to me. So I'm not sure if he's been constantly cheating with this one intern or. <laughs>
1: Or maybe they turns. had to to dinner a couple times and this is the first time they actually got a hotel room or yeah. even though they didn't want to worry was at one in the morning. Unless they were out at the club, like he's out getting his dance on, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh God.
0: I do not want to picture Carrie was getting his
1: groove on at a club. I'm good. Um, I, I kind of want to do that. Now that I think about it, I kind of want to imagine it. You know? Just him dreaming as you wish, at the top of his lungs. It'd be pretty cool.
0: Oh my gosh! I just picture him dancing like Leonardo DiCaprio at Coachella, and it's not a good time.
1: He'd <laughs> be smoother, but still, but still. It'll work.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, so now that uh, Doctor Gordon is apparently uh, has an alibi, is exonerated from this crime, uh, the detectives ask him to sit through the testimony of the only surviving victim. Her name is Amanda, and interesting fact. She is the only female victim of Jigsaw in this movie, and she's the only one that survived. It's all men that die in this movie. Uh, So she starts to recount what happened to her. She starts off by saying that she woke up in a room and all she could taste was blood and metal. We see her, and she has a bear trap attached to her face. Then, beside her, a TV turns on with a video, and this is our first uh, time seeing what I know as Billy the Puppet, but a lot of people call Mm -hmm. it Jigsaw as well it's the little puppet version of jigsaw and fun facts about this james Wan actually made the first billy the puppet all by himself the one that you're seeing in this film he made it with clay and paper mache and uh two black ping pong ball balls for its eyes and then its body was made out of uh paper towel rolls i find that's really fascinating because i took puppetry in college i am afraid right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it looks like something not something a kid made but something a kid made like, it looks well made but still like not movie professional made or yeah, it definitely something?
0: looks homemade, which
1: yes, homemade. I think
0: works because we know it's homemade because Jigsaw was the one who would have had to make this. She is told that the bear trap is on a timer uh, and that the key to it is in the stomach of her cellmate. She then see after she uh, freaks out for a while and uh, pulls out the pin to start the timer she sees that there is somebody lying on the floor with a question mark drawn on their stomach. There's a knife and and just as she is about to stab him, she sees him stir. He is awake. We find out via the detective that he had had an opi- opioid uh, overdose and thus he could not move or feel anything.
1: She- but the videotape does say you're dead cellmate. Like, that I rewound today on purpose. Oh,
0: I missed that.
1: So, like, he sets her up. All right, it's a dead body, so I still don't want to do it, but it makes it easier when she goes over there to him, even though she still can't see him starting to stir Mm -hmm. before she does the initial stab. And I think she has, what, a minute or a minute and a half? Something. It looked like a minute on the timer. To get the timer off, so it's go time. So she stabs him a bunch.
0: I question this because by the time she starts stabbing him, it's like 30 seconds too. Oh, yeah. how on earth do you disembowel someone <laughs> and find a key in their gut within 30 seconds? Less than 30 seconds because she has to then get the key into the lock with bloody hands
1: <laughs> yeah bloody nothing slips no bloody no slippery hands just didn't get the lock off just in time for it to snap open because the reverse bear traps so snaps open not closed but she does
0: somehow she does manage and then uh once she survives the Billy the puppet rides in on his tricycle and he tells her most people are so ungrateful to be alive but not you. Not anymore.
1: That's chilling. That, 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 that little phrase just gives me chills every time I hear it. When the cops are then talking to her and he's like, why do you think he paid you? Because you're a drug addict or something. He goes. She just looks at them and says, he helped me. So. so, so spoiler for the rest of the series, but she comes back.
0: Yeah, I, that was the shocking thing to me and I uh, saw too and it's quite interesting, but we won't spoil that yet. We'll get there next episode. So, at this point, we flash back to the bathroom. Adam's having a little uh, hissy fit because he thinks that, uh, dr gordon knows more than he does which i mean he did it's at this point that uh he picks up the shard of glass uh from the mirror to threaten gordon with i'm not really sure what he's going to do as they cannot reach each
1: other (laughs) and they're changing (laughs) opposite parts of the room but i laugh at that part every time if you don't remember now i'm gonna stab you and i'm like how 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 i am gonna throw this in your general direction and hope it stabs you (laughs) like if you could stab him you could leave
0: he then discovers that this shard of mirror well this mirror is a double-sided mirror so he starts uh Throwing some tiles or scrap at it, I guess, until he breaks the
1: mirror. Yeah, the unlimited pile of broken tiles that you only see when he needs to throw it at something. (laughs) because they're never there. But then when he needs to throw some, there's always like three, two or three little pieces he can throw in the rest of the movie that's not there anymore.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Um, So he smashes the rest and we see that behind this mirror there is a video camera. We then cut to the feed from the video camera and we hear a voice that is not the same voice as Mr. Judgy saying hi and that he's watching them.
1: Which is a little like He acts that way, I think, for us rather than for the situation. Sorry? That makes sense. I think um, Zepp, which you find out Zepp? um he says that kind of stuff to basically basically for our for us for me and you or for, for the for the audience than for what he's doing because he is as you find out later basically another person in the trap mm-hmm. he's acting very creepy like it's his idea yeah up until <laughs> it's time for it not to be his idea Th-
0: that's the thing is that like we'll get into like just shortly of uh him being a creep but like
1: oh, he's just, yeah.
0: he's being real creepy and it doesn't really make sense For the fact that he's a victim um but anyways
1: we have and just you don't have no answer for this now why is he even why did he even get picked for this like you kind of could get other people's things like but why you like and then and how would you murdering a family make you value your life more
0: yeah i really really don't get his one um and i mean at the end of the movie we don't get much of an explanation for it at all we have a great adam line the (laughs) fourth (laughs) Can you hear me in there? I'm having a blast. This is the most fun I've had without lubricant. Yes. (laughs) That is one I quote Um. in my day-to-day life. (laughs) I really enjoy
1: it. Hey Adam, nothing but a charmer. I tell you that guy. He spends a good time.
0: He definitely does, uh, as seen in my the greatest quote of all time that I will tell later. Um, Adam then asks Doctor Gordon uh, if he's worried about his wife and kid, but it was <laughs> not revealed that Allison and Diana were his wife and kid yet. To Adam, oh,
1: but he would know because he was taking his picture. Yeah, taking the picture.
0: So foreshadowing there. If you pay attention, he shouldn't know that it's his wife and kid. He should be asking. Who's Allison and Diana? But anyways,
1: but noel he sh- he does know. He just should act like he doesn't know because he's been part- tailing this guy for a while now.
0: Yeah, but you know, Adam, as we can see, is not a great actor. <laughs>
1: no even we will see that
0: plenty of times throughout um all right decent American accent though nothing, nothing I I did not know that he was Australian until I did my research today
1: decent American accent yeah him and James Wan both yeah met in film school so it's, it's yeah as the resident American here I guess I, I am who <laughs> no to put my stamp on this
0: American accent detour I was watching The Bachelor last night yeah. and I I have a bone to pick about American accents why is it that when you want to say real or feel you say real or feel
1: I don't that might be a regional one uh real feel yeah no that's not me but um might be a southern thing where was this where was this uh either
0: every single person on the bachelor they all do it
1: and they and they usually come from different parts of the country
0: it's usually like California and like Tennessee are the main (laughs) you got well that one I can't tell you I don't know know. that one was really (laughs) because those are things that they say a lot. Like, this is so real, and it's I younger. really feel. I'm like, please stop, please.
1: Maybe Okay. Maybe it's the millennial accent because I'm sure these people are younger, so I can say that. All that vocal fry. Exactly. Awesome. Yeah. It's too much TikTok. I blame TikTok for this. <laughs> this is, um, too many WAP dances. And <laughs> no. you can't
0: Okay, Let, let's go back. And we actually are going back, because the next scene is a flashback. Uh, Diana wakes up, that's uh Gordon's daughter, and she says that there is a man in her room. He talked to me. Allison, the wife, she's trying to console her daughter, but she wants her father to kept the room. We see that uh, Dr. Gordon is at his laptop, busily typing, only half paying attention, and then he goes to comfort his daughter which is kind of a sweet scene
1: a little bit yeah because you think it's gonna go one way you think he's just gonna like i'm too busy i'm too busy but the second his wife's like Ugh, i'm fed up with this he's like all done let's go yeah we get the good the him being a good dad, so like he actually loves his daughter I'm like, you know hey they don't show him checking the room out but apparently they do because mm-hmm. he gets her in bed it's like you know as you saw there's nobody in here so i don't know where the guy hid because he was there so i don't know where he hid when i mean we
0: see in just a moment where he hid
1: but <laughs> yeah, oh, Okay. So he um, took the room out, then he plays around, you know, hey, you know, consoles it, then he gets a page like it's 1998. And he looks at this pager.
0: Doctors have pagers. I can confirm.
1: Do they do. But <laughs> well, in 2004?
0: Well, the- My boyfriend, who is a radiation therapist, he has
1: a pager for his job. Okay. Then, then there that goes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I figured your pagers went away now. I just thought no, it was over now.
0: They still have them. So, you know, if you're a drug dealer or you're a doctor, you got to have a pager. <laughs>
1: I don't think drug dealers have them anymore because burner phones. It's all about burner phones. I guess
0: (laughs) I guess for the drug dealers, but maybe some of them want to kick it old school. You never know.
1: Exactly the classics. You know they never they never go away.
0: Um, We then leave the flashback with uh, Gordon and his wife Allison having a fight. Clearly, an unhappy marriage. Adam then asks for a picture of uh, Dr. Gordon's family, and he, Dr. Gordon throws over his wallet. And Jeff, what does he find inside?
1: He finds not only a picture of his wife and daughter, but a, a second picture of his wife and daughter tied up like a Polaroid. Yeah. And and I'm going to do a quick little side before I continue. Mm-hmm. Um, Dr. Gordon is the worst.
0: Because, <laughs> Please state your case.
1: <laughs> okay. How you wake up in a dark room, right? Dark room. He never checked his pocket to find the, the original tape. And he was apparently up way before Adam because he's just speaking in the dark. Mm-hmm. He didn't do that. Like, I can't turn the light on. Oh wait, here's a light switch two inches away from my head that I apparently didn't even try to reach for when I was laying here in the dark for Lord knows how long. He also never decided to put his hands in his pockets just because maybe I want to see if my keys are there or my cell phone to call somebody, even though it's probably not in there because it's it, but he would, he would have found the tape. Mm-hmm. He didn't open his wallet to look at something like anything like, you know, he. He could have found these clues himself, but he could have found the tape himself, could have found the light switch hours earlier himself or however long he was up awake. And I'm like, do you, he wants to get out of the situation, but he's like pouty the whole time?
0: Yeah, until the very end. And then he's just like yelling at Adam for not figuring out more shit.
1: <laughs> he's just been pretty useless most of the time. I, I, I can like, agree with I mean, that. I mean, I mean, stopping the whole time. i like, right, where's my wife? When when when? Stop stop stomp. And I'm like, I get it. It's cool. You know, doing, he just sits there the whole movie like, I gotta cut my foot off because that's the only thing he ever says though. Well, he does he come with a couple plans later.
0: He's not a great problem solver, that one. <laughs> Don't know oh, how no, he no. got his doctorate. <laughs> doctor. Man, that
1: residency had to have been rough.
0: But, oh my gosh. <laughs> imagine he's just like the doctor from Arrested Development. <laughs> Like, keeps on performing all these extraneous like, surgeries. He's like, yeah, we're going to do um, an appendix removal on you. What's my appendix first? No, we're just going to do it in case. Oh, we left a sponge in there, so now we have to go. <laughs> Now we have I'm to go gonna... back. Well,
1: he has no bedside manner, because I think that's why he was originally picked, because the way he's talking about Jigsaw, John, you know, the, oh, this guy, he just came in for a regular checkup, and we found colon cancer, and then it happened to be in his brain, and he ain't gonna make it. It's an operable, and there's nothing we could do. I know he's laying right here, but, um, whatever. He's
0: not a <laughs> we, we He's just a like, patient.
1: <laughs> a patient so-and-so. Oh, his name is John. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, so, um... <laughs>
0: Keep on oh my gosh. Dr. Gordon is just like a mix between the doctor from Arrested Development and um, the one from Scrubs that like just does not give a shit.
1: Yeah. least the one from Scrubs? Like he does care beneath it all. You have to break down that some walls or something. But this guy was just like, whatever. I'm here. um, going out with my student intern uh, residency girl, whatever. Oh.
0: Dr. Gordon, uh, the original doctor. Death. All right. So Adam does find this uh, Polaroid of a, gag- a gagged and a bound uh, Amanda and Diana and on the front it says regards with the jigsaw piece that's where we see it here he turns it around and on the back it says x marks the spot sometimes you see more with your eyes shut
1: adam tells dr gordon or lawrence lawrence gordon two first names uh, and tells him all right turn the lights off why just do it why because why yeah, he does. And there's an X uh, on, on one of the tiles close to where Dr. Gordon is. So turns the lights back on, breaks it open with the little handsaw, and there's a little box. And the box is locked. The key um, Adam had the key from earlier that was in Dr. Gordon's pocket that he didn't notice for the longest. And then when they open it up, there's a couple cigarettes in there. And then a little note says, Dr. Gordon, shh. Um, you don't need a gun to kill Adam. Um, <laughs> the direct quote here.
0: I definitely wrote it all out. So it says Shh, Dr. Gordon, the cigarettes are harmless, I promise. Smoking is only poisonous when it ends in bloodshed. Think about this. You don't need a gun to kill Adam.
1: How awesome would it have been if the cigarettes are harmless? I promise. Winky face emoji? Back then it would have been an emoticon, but still.
0: So, But originally when Adam first finds the Polaroid, he actually hides it from Dr. Gordon. And uh, we then get a flashback back to Dr. Gordon fighting with his wife. I, just, I wrote Gordon throughout my entire notes, so that like he's saying, <laughs> <Dr>. Doctor <Gordon>. because <laughs> I forgot that was not his first name. <laughs> it felt so weird whenever they called him Larry.
1: Like you know he doesn't yeah. like a Larry Lawrence. I see
0: Larry. I know, but also Lawrence was too like long to write, and then I didn't want to just say Larry. I should have, but oh well <laughs> Uh, we flash back to him fighting with his wife. He leaves, and then the closet in Diana's bedroom creaks open, and we do we see a close up on just an eye inside of the closet, and we hear "Good night, little girl." And then creep, yeah. And then Diana screams as the door, door bursts open. Amanda rushes in. Not Amanda, sorry, Allison. Imagine if Amanda rushed in at that moment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would
0: have been amazing. That would have been interesting. Hell? Uh, Allison rushes in to see a blanketed figure attacking her daughter. So, interesting fact a lot of the scares in this movie were inspired by Lee Winnell and James Wan's nightmares as children, and this was one of their nightmares of having the boogeyman in their closet. We now flash forward slightly to see that both Allison and Diana are tied up and bound. They are being threatened with a gun, and the assailant is listening to their heart weights with a stethoscope, which is so unnecessary and so creepy he's not tracking their heart rates for anything he's not reporting this to the jigsaw he's just doing it for fun
1: and doesn't he like put the gun at one of them and then here's it to get to hear it speed up
0: yep Exactly. Like he'll point it at the daughter and like listen to the mom's heartbeat, and then like point it at the mom, listen to the daughter's heartbeat, and you're just like, "What is? Why? Why is this necessary? Are you just bored?" And yet he's a victim, apparently. Apparently, maybe that's like... Hmm. No, that doesn't make sense. I was going to be like, maybe he was already a serial killer,
1: and that's why he became the victim. But that I'm like- thinking maybe he was a creeper, and that's why he's in this. I don't know, man. Because he is he creep level through the roof, this yeah. guy like the entire movie until the end. Until like, yeah.
0: Speaking of creeps, we uh, then cut across the street to uh, Detective Danny Glover, who is uh, spying on Doctor Gordon's house and sees Zepp looking out the window. We then cut to his apartment, which look like looks like the meme of Charlie Day with all the red
1: <laughs> string <everywhere. Yes.
0: laughs> There's just articles and photos related to the case, absolutely everywhere. He's repeating over and over again to himself, never should have let you go he's clearly obsessed with Dr. Gordon and this case.
1: Yeah, and he is convinced 100% that Dr. Gordon is the Jigsaw Killer, which we know he's not. It not sure why he's this obsessed yet.
0: Yeah, well, we actually get the flashback to him when he was still a detective at this point, and uh, it's him watching that tape of Billy the Puppet and rewinding it over and over again, paying extra close detail, uh, attention rather to all the things that are happening, and he notices that on one of the walls there's a gang sign and graffiti, so that narrative down the neighborhood for him and his uh, partner. And then they hear very faintly a fire alarm going off in the background. So then they track down all the fire alarms that went off in the last whatever amount of time. Um, And they find one particular building in the area that makes sense. And Jeff, did you notice that it's an old mannequin warehouse? And this led me to wonder, do you think that Laurie Strode struck up a deal with Jigsaw to get all those (laughs) mannequins in the latest
1: Because she did get somewhere and she had got him wholesale and this place yeah was just full of mannequins so had a bunch and you know he does need money to fund his little projects right so that's my head cannon. <sighs> makes perfect sense to me and she needed practice dummies for her crazy lady house out in the middle of nowhere yep <laughs> to fill her house and her backyard with exactly so
0: that that's my head cannon. jigsaw sold laurie strode all those okay. mannequins <laughs>
1: What kind of gang is this? Their area was four blocks long, four blocks radius, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's what they said. Yeah, like, oh, that gang, they're real tiny. Don't they have better things to do than just tag up on their little, like, four by four foot area that they have to? I don't know. I just find it kind of strange that the gang that the cops would know off the top of their heads would be so tiny or so. Have such small, small sc- scope. <laughs> It's such a tiny little area. Just like, why? How would you know? If you, there's like probably like seven dudes in this thing, and
0: yeah. Well, also oh. when they cut to the map, it's a map of DC. So maybe it's a gang of politicians, and that's why they're so lame.
1: It might be. <laughs>
0: Okay, that's our other head canon that there is a gang of politicians <laughs> that have a four-block radius in D.C. <laughs> Beware.
1: Random four-block. In the warehouse district.
0: In the warehouse district,
1: <laughs> yeah. Because there's really nothing there but, like, warehouses. So I don't know what they were trying, but I don't know what they were controlling in that four-block radius. Oh. Besides abandoned warehouses. It's ridiculous.
0: But what's also ridiculous is that they decide to go in without a warrant or a backup to go after a fucking
1: serial killer. <laughs> Yeah, because Danny Glover's partner says, Hey, you think we were not Like, screw a warrant. We're going now. Yeah. It's like the 80s cat movie part. See, he went. He fell into Murtaugh again. It was just like, All right, Riggs, we're going to go. Riggs was his partner. and know um, neither of it.
0: Danny Glover makes wor- like su- surprisingly worse choices than Dr. Gordon throughout.
1: I mean, he is even more useless, possibly. <laughs> I'll get to this for later man he, he is horrible he can't shoot well neither can Zach. oh i have He's so right many co-
0: okay so my next comment is oh. that danny glover sticks his ass out way too far while trying to be sneaky and sneaking around this warehouse he also does not have his gun at the ready ever
1: no never ready so then we meet jeff when <laughs> they get oh, to the yeah. warehouse it's jeff <laughs> Jeff under a sheet. I've watched the ten times. Today's the day remember the guy's name. And it's my name, which I figure I should have known this already. But it's like, hey, oh Jeff, you woke up. So he find they find a man under a sheet. Mm-hmm.
0: Which also, okay, cool. so like they first uncover several other things that were under these really nice velvet red sheets. Like, what is Jigsaw's nice. budget here?
1: <laughs> Very nice.
0: He's really making money on those mannequins.
1: It's funny because they actually get into his finances like in part like five. <laughs> <laughs> dude talk about it like uh, they even ask themselves like all right why how can this guy afford to do this stuff even though the stuff looks very homemade and generic like very home depot mm-hmm. construction like what how does he know how to do it and two where does he get the money for these warehouses and yeah. these places to lock these people up in? and the traps coming up is are ridiculous but um they actually answer that and like the fifth one or the fourth one they answered eventually <laughs> well so, i
0: can't wait for that i really need to know how on earth he's affording all of this paying rent to multiple places or maybe he's squatting in multiple places I don't know but uh, <laughs> under these velvet blankets they see a miniature scene of the bathroom a the belly of the puppet a pig head mask and then Jeff
1: Yeah, under a velvet sheet very comfortable so they pull the sheet off him and then they hear a noise so they cover him back up again
0: yeah but what's happened to Jeff like why is what is they
1: don't go into why he's there
0: no not why he's but like what? He's <laughs> oh,
1: he's, I don't know why he's there because they don't get into his sins or whatever. Jesus <laughs> punishing this guy for. He's uh, t- chained or tied to a chair with two drills on either side of his head. Yeah, with a sheet like- covering it. So maybe it's like you know, um, you're not paying attention enough, so you need to air out your brain. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't <laughs> thought of it. I haven't thought ahead of it yet, but <laughs> I'm sure there's... You, you, you like to drill to the truth, but see if it drills to your brain to find the real truth of whether or not you want to live. Something. I don't know if the tape was recorded yet.
0: I also find it fascinating that Jeff is the only vi- victim that we know of that Jakesaw interacts with before he's tortured. Like, he... But it sounds like
1: it was a surprise that, oh, you're awake. Huh. I should have used more sedative.
0: Yeah, like, it's like, Jeff's been here for a while, and, you know, we've been hanging out.
1: <laughs> you know, one, Watching a movie or two, you know, just
0: maybe Jeff's just his friend that like <laughs> they watch movies together and hang out. Everyone needs that's, a friend, Jeff. Okay,
1: that's <laughs> that's true, and and I could vouch for that. Um. <laughs> As being the uh, friend named Jeff to so a couple people, it, it kind of works. They cover back up, which I get why, and I don't get why okay. they do no, it. No, I don't get
0: it at all because they could have got the jump on him because he's coming up in an elevator, like one of those ancient fucking elevators. <laughs> Anyways, um, so and uh, Singh is arguing. He's saying, "I don't know why we're doing this." Uh, Danny Glover says, "I want to see what he'll do," but they ha- already have so much evidence. They know this is the guy. They know he's a serial killer. They saw Billy the puppet till they know it's the same guy. We should just, the only aim here is to take him down. Why are you waiting to see what he'll do? You know what he'll do? Kill Jeff.
1: Yes. And nobody nobody wants Jeff to die. Nobody needs that.
0: Right. Uh, But then Uh, what happens?
1: happens? I love it because he is dressed up fancy in his nice velvet, red, red and black velvet robe with a hood. Mm -hmm. So nice. It's almost like he doesn't want anybody to see him in his empty room because Jeff would have been covered with a sheet. And there was technically nobody supposed to be there, but he just walks around in spare time in a velvet robe with a hood up. (laughs) For reasons, and then, um, I'm just picturing that in my head, now. it's just like him on the weekend. It's just like flip flops, just walking around with a robe over But um, I
0: have like a really nice soft plushy robe, but maybe I need to invest in one of these velvet robes.
1: Yeah, you know, a lot more comfortable than you would think. You know, or like so then he so they get the drop on him. They yeah, gonna they're gonna arrest him, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And in the process of that, he somehow starts up the trap and the drill. Start is he it either gonna say arrest me or save Jeff? And I vote for save Jeff. so <laughs> as do I.
0: But it would be nice if they were able to do both. If you know
1: <laughs> somehow, it's not like there was only one cop. Oh, we know there's two of them. Hold on, wait, there's,
0: there's two of them. But the Danny's too distracted watching what Detective Singh is doing.
1: It's great because how do I get him out of there? There's a key. Which key? It's one of these thousand keys on this key ring over here. So you kind of see what the trap was going to be in a way. <laughs> like, pick the key. That's going to get yeah. you out of this. Jeff. So, one, he actually tries to play the game of the key for a while. And this mm-hmm. uh, detective thing, he was too good to live because he's the first. One who says, I have a gun. Hold on. These are just drills. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, wait. That's... The
0: first not useless member of the entire cast, detective thing. Exactly. Uh. exactly.
1: Like, he tries for do and he's like, wait. I'm an idiot. Hold on. <laughs> if I shoot these drill bits, guess what won't happen? Jeff, Jeff gets to keep his head. So... <laughs> Oh lord! During that time, Jigsaw runs Mm -hmm. away, which pretty spry for a guy riddled with cancer. But before he runs, he
0: slashes Danny's throat with a concealed knife. I
1: did that after. I did that after. No,
0: that's his first thing is that he slashes his throat and then he runs and then Danny's bleeding out. So Sing runs after Jigsaw with the shotgun and he manages to shoot him once and Jigsaw goes down and then.
1: Then keeps on moving. Then there's a (laughs) tripwire. We're saying, because and and this one. I forgive saying for this one because it's, you know, in the heat of the moment, you're not going to notice this and you don't know it's there. Spring's a trap. And it's, what, five, six double-barrel shotguns on a roof, on a ceiling pointing down? Mm-hmm.
0: And what I noticed this time is that there's spider webs, like, right above where the trap wire is to distract you. But what I want to know is, like, Jigsaw was just, like, you know, doing some acrobatics around these spider webs to me, and the wire at the same time to make sure that he didn't trip anything. Up and the trap was still set.
1: <laughs> well, as as part of his treatment, he does practice for Ninja Warrior. Oh. So like, that's, like, as part of his course, when he's running through these hallways, you know, he's jumping and flipping and stuff. Oh, okay. and you know, that's how he stays spry with his you know cancer between his chemo and whatnot, or whatever treatment Doctor Gordon is probably not giving him.
0: Watch out for Jigsaw in the next Mission possible movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly, he's gonna, gonna be the next the next villain. Oh know, man, fighting Ethan Hunt.
0: Okay, but then. Sad Sadly, Detective Singh is murdered uh, with several shotguns, and Jigsaw gets back up and walks away. We then flash back to Detective Danny in his uh, apartment, and he's full-on lost it. He's talking to photos of
1: (laughs) Detective Singh. Singh, we're going to get him Singh. We're going to get him (laughs) Singh. That's right. We're going to do
0: it. Oh man! And now we're back in the bathroom. Yes. Um,
1: is this is this Doctor Gordon hissy fit time? Which I want to write. Yeah, yeah. About. I was
0: my note here is that a uh, Doctor Gordon um, is in his second unhappy marriage apparently with Adam it seems yes. uh they're bickering back and forth and uh until doctor no, no
1: reason this is the best part no yes. re- how did you know because i just wanted to try something but how i just wanted to try it but Well, there's a, have, not that you know that's more.
0: after first first they're bickering because he like sees adam looking into the tub and he's like what are you doing over there <laughs> like, he's just on his case and he's like i'm a, i don't have to tell you everything i'm doing every second by second <laughs> and like they're just like, writing, like together, a I mean, married couple I mean, Exactly. And he's like, Don't keep me in the dark and that's when Adam goes, Aha, dark. You need to turn out the lights. Then we know what happens there. And then, more here. bickering.
1: Oh, yeah. the brick is like, how did you know? Like, you said dark. I thought we should. Turn. Adam is literally saying what any person would say. I just wanted to try something. We haven't done anything in a while. So we are try something new or something. Like, no, but you know, you knew, you knew turning this light off would make the ex show up. He had the clue, but we know that. Dr. Gordon doesn't because he never shakes his pockets for anything, apparently. <laughs> Oh man! He gets but, yeah. over it. He's like, "Why didn't you show this to me before?" He finally said, "You know what? Fine, I didn't know. Here, this is what I knew." So, in the picture of his wife and daughter tied up and gagged, mm-hmm. why didn't you show me this? Like, I just couldn't. Which is like an actual quote-unquote nice thing to do. Like, you know, we don't need you losing your mind because it's a picture. Yeah. yeah, like I, I want to save you this. When that's nice. So then they make up, I guess, because they stop. He stops bickering, and then he starts crying.
0: So, um what what else they've done in the meantime? They so they found their box. They know that there's a cell phone a cigarette uh, two cigarettes and a bullet in the box along with that note Um, they discover the cell phone can't make any outgoing calls and then we get a flashback because Gordon suddenly remembers how this all happened he remembers that he was walking through a parking garage apparently away from the hospital and he sees a flash of a camera and then hear it recharging Uh, Gordon gets out and drives his car lightly through the parking lot and then gets out to try to make a call but he can't because there's no signal for the cell phone it's then that we see it in a mirror that jigsaw crawls out of the back of his car wearing the pig mask and then attacks gordon Uh, and
1: that's basically how they got gordon here Mm
0: -hmm. and then this is where we get the uh fifth best line from adam which is oh gordon's gordon screaming at him and saying what else aren't you telling me then adam goes on a nice long rant i just how does he do this when he's in a life or death situation he just pulls out the sass he says on my sixth birthday my best friend at the time uh, Scott Tibbs stabbed me with a rusty nail I didn't tell you that I didn't tell you that my last girlfriend who was a fem- feminist vegan punk broke up with me because she thought I was too angry uh, I haven't <laughs> told you that one of my toenails is slightly and that's when Gordon finally cuts him off and is like, like oh, all right, I'm, I'm done,
1: done. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, all the sass I just I love Adam so much
1: <laughs> it's almost like he wrote his own lines. It's it's weird how that works.
0: So great. But then um so at this point uh, Dr. Gordon realizes he needs to kill Adam, quote unquote. So he secretly dips the cigarette in the blood. He then turns out the lights and he whispers something to Adam before t- turning the lights back
1: on. Actually, not so secretive because you see him going over, looking at the camera, dipping the cigarette into the blood a bunch of light. Like, like, oh, can you see me doing this, camera? Look, look at what I'm doing. Secretly like to he-
0: Adam because Adam is oh, yeah. head oh, in yeah. hands distressed because of the polaroid situation yeah and their unhappy marriage you know
1: yeah you know his marriage is falling apart so it kind of makes sense he's sad and he just wants to work on things And then he turned the light off which i don't know why they could whisper with the lights on
0: yeah i guess like he didn't want him to read his lips if anything
1: i don't know that camera based that on
0: the a bad the camera video, i know but <laughs> maybe he feed. thought they
1: had a high desk <laughs> the mic will still work with the lights off like it's not like it's controlled by the lights but whatever and even you turn the lights off just makes it sound like because you see zip start to fiddle with the controls to try to make the volume go up i'm, I'm mm-hmm. guessing because he's trying, like what are they saying i can't make it out yeah you're just alerting them that you you know you're doing something suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> like, i wonder if they're up to something sneaky now when they turn the lights off and are whispering maybe maybe not so the lights come on and go oh so adam you still want that cigarette good buddy pal with the best (laughs) the best acting from both of them throughout
0: the entire movie
1: in this scene good buddy old pal. It's not like we were just arguing two minutes ago but you want that cigarette friend here you go yep tosses him a cigarette he tosses him the cigarette but not the one that he dipped in blood yes you see him go to the you see them both in the little box you see him reach in I love how obvious he doesn't make this because he, he stares at the camera for a while mm-hmm. slowly puts it in the box and then takes the one with that he didn't dip in the blood and then t- tosses it over to him
0: and then uh, we ensue with some really truly fantastic overacting by Adam who pretends to oh, not after smoking the cigarette
1: It's Chris like a five-year-old when they're playing dead or something. It's just like the, putting his arm up and stiff.
0: I know. It's and great. Like, I, it was everything except for the like, oh, I've already died. Oh, wait, no, I'm back and then uh, no, I'm dead I'm again. Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> or oh, like the old kick your legs up and twitch when you're already down like his last gasp That's the only thing that was missing. No, yeah. he doesn't do the last gasp. He does do that. He
0: does. Oh, it's it's really glorious. Um, but then, unfortunately, Adam's electrocuted through the chain and the roost is broken.
1: And I... I love it because then Dr. Gordon just gets mad at him. Like, oh, you couldn't do one thing. This just, you just have to do one
0: thing yeah, and you like, to screw this up. So funny. I was electrocuted and he's like... <sighs>
1: You just mess up everything, Adam. That's well, why this marriage isn't working. <laughs> exactly. You're no good at anything. Uh, uh, you, you're, not, you're not the man I married. This is great. Like, he's just like so dismissive the whole time. Like, did you hear what I said? Like, ah, uh, it doesn't matter what you said. You just ruined everything.
0: Uh, and then this somehow sparks the flashback of Adam realizing how he was abducted. Um, so we see—is that when we see Adam taking the picture of that, uh, Dr. Gordon? I think maybe that. No,
1: because they show. This this part twice they show okay. him yeah they show him walking into his apartment yeah, this is just him walking into his shit hole apartment yeah. okay shit hole apartment, yeah.
0: and and he's walking- he wasn't wrong
1: no it's not
0: it's not a great apartment <laughs> but uh he's
1: what it is it is huge i'll give him that uh, that's fair i blame him for the shittiness of it because he could have decorated it nice i guess but
0: i to paint on those moldy walls
1: <laughs> something you know
0: anyways um adam's rocking a disc man for the youngins in case you didn't know that's how we used to <laughs> listen to music
1: <laughs> yes great. Yeah. I, I caught that one other like, hey ike has two of those in my life all right yeah <laughs> Couple of I'm
0: like, how did I used to fit them in pockets of things? I can barely fit my cell phone in my pocket nowadays.
1: <laughs> but you would buy jackets with big pockets. That's what I would do. I'm like, all right, let's see. I need to put th- that. Would be a consideration when I buy jackets back. i right, yeah. I go to school with my this man, so it needs to fit in this pocket. All right, it kind of fits. The old days,
0: but anyways. Um, <laughs> so he comes home, uh, goes into his dark room, and he's developing pictures of Doctor Gordon. He then wakes up sometime later in the dark room, but there are no lights working, and even his flashlight is dead. So. Then we get what I think is one of the coolest scenes ever where he's is very cool. lighting his way with the flash of the camera and just the eeriness of only being able to see when there's the flash and then having to listen to the slow recharging of the camera. Uh, it's brilliant.
1: I think that's what makes it work is the, the noise of the slow refla- uh, recharge. Mm-hmm.
0: It's just absolutely brilliant and really, really creepy. Uh, we then start hearing what I call is like a Halloween-like character laugh. Like, you know, the stupid animatronic <laughs> at a Halloween and then like they have that one very specific laugh That's what you start hearing. And uh, Adam whips around, takes a picture, and sees that Billy the Puppet is sitting in his apartment. He then hears a noise in the closet. Uh, He's been calling out the entire time saying that he knows someone's there. And he opens up the closet. He has a baseball bat in hand that he had just beat the puppet with. And yeah. uh then he goes and takes a picture and that's when Jigsaw and the pig mats jumps him.
1: And then that's how Adam gets his way into the bathroom. Yeah. The industrial bathroom, uh <laughs> or whatever it's gonna be called now, I don't know what to call it. But bizarre bathroom. Um, <laughs> very bizarre. That's something I've thought since like the third or fourth time I watched the movie, like what was this bathroom used for during better days? So, like I'm gonna go keep on going back to it because I can't sort it out.
0: But, um, <laughs> I I've never really considered it, but you're right. They're just very strange bathroom. Um but we're back. In the bathroom now, and the cell phone is ringing. So
1: and it's it's the wife, right?
0: Alice? First, it's the the daughter, and she's crying, and it's really sad.
1: And Doctor apparently loses it. Yeah, is your mom there? Put your mom. Even then, he doesn't want to talk to his daughter that much because literally, his first thing: Are you okay? No, put your mother on. Is she there? Exactly. And then what does the wife tell him? Adam knows you already. Don't trust. Him. Don't believe him. He knows you from before this.
0: Yeah. Exactly. So then starts more bickering.
1: <laughs> this is the only justified argument that I can give him. My wife just calls saying the guy's name that, why does she know Adam? She shouldn't know Adam. Why is she saying don't trust Adam that he knows me already? Does she know Adam? Like, I kind of get this one
0: yeah. a little bit. I, this one, is it makes the most sense. But my real question in this scene is why, the more when he gets more and more distressed, does he sound more and more
1: vaguely British? His accent wavers more than
0: Adam. I don't know what's happening, but he sounds really weird and vaguely British. Also, another interesting uh, fact. So, well,
1: he is British, so it makes sense. But I,
0: <laughs> I just don't Princess know Bride, anyone's that. nationality, clearly.
1: I did I not know actual that. Voice. That's like his actual speaking voice is Princess Bride. Like, mm-hmm. Wesley is how he talks.
0: Huh. I thought that was him putting on an accent. See, I know nothing. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, another interesting fact. Uh, speaking of him being distressed, so to show the motions of both characters, uh, James Wan would shoot uh, Doctor Gordon with a steady cam and he would shoot Adam with a handheld camera to show the more erratic motions of Adam. I think
1: that's pretty cool. Yes, and uh, Carrie always is from, was born in Westminster, London, England.
0: Okay, so that's why um, he sounds vaguely British while upset.
1: <laughs> which is why the joke is in um in Robert Human and Tights, and I have an actual British accent because it's a speak. Voice like he actually does have one. It's a dig at Kevin Costner, and it's the truth. Yeah, so I guess like maybe when he's trying to emote too much, it it dips into his real. Yeah.
0: Well, also I found out through my research that they did not rehearse any of the scenes and a lot of like them just rehearsing is the footage in the film so maybe they didn't get another take of him screaming.
1: The yeah, thing about it they had they had seven bucks to film this they didn't want to pay Cario with that much so <laughs> I mean, he or, or couldn't maybe they wanted to but they couldn't he sued them because
0: they didn't pay him enough yeah
1: because I think he got like he was supposed to get money off the back end and didn't yeah, or something he was
0: supposed to get one percent off the back end but the film made a hundred million dollars I think it was
1: probably yeah I it was a huge hit when it came out.
0: Anyways, so he didn't get the money he was promised unless he sued them and that's why he didn't appear in any of the films until the very last one, I think.
1: Yes, he comes back in the last one. You knew that. I'll keep that one to myself. Yes, because I don't know
0: anything except for that one spoiler that I read today.
1: <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, because it's a real big surprise that that movie is like when he shows up like, oh my God, what is this?
0: what are you doing here? Do you have your books or no? (laughs) Anyways. Um, Okay, so Dr. Gordon confronts Adam at this point, um, saying that he knows that he's lying uh adam admits that he's been following him and taking photos that he knows that dr gordon wasn't at the hospital the night that they were kidnapped he followed him from home to a, sh- a shitbag hotel he throws the photos at dr gordon that he found with the hacksaw originally in the toilet tank
1: oh side note while d- during this time he goes, "Yeah, i i make money following rich guys like you cheating on their wives like you were doing but that was a pretty shitty motel he was in um, if he's a rich yeah. guy.
0: They just went to the seediest motel to do the seediest seeds, apparently, because we get the flashback and we see Dr. Gordon in this apparent hotel, but it looks like a motel.
1: Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I guess motels, the difference between hotel and motels, that motels are open on the outside, like the rooms have individual doors that are outside, and then a hotel,
1: you have hallways,
0: so I guess they are.
1: A That's the difference? Well, yeah. it actually looks like what I, what I was, I don't know if they have these in Canada, what we call short stays, and mm-hmm. It like a hotel with that, the racer by the hour, not by the day. Yep. It's basically just a room with a bed in it. and Yeah,
0: and somehow a phone, and like somewhere that you need to shower after you've stuffed foot in. <laughs> I
1: don't know if you were on a shower in that hotel, but still.
0: Not in the hotel. Like you, maybe you just want to pour yourself gasoline over yourself after that and light yourself on fire because. Uh-
1: <laughs> that would make more sense. Yeah. <laughs> that,
0: that, yes. <laughs> so we get some dialogue between uh, Dr. Gordon and the resident, implying that they have been cheating, etc., Then the phone rings. It's for Dr. Gordon. And the voice on the phone says, I know what you're doing, doctor. And then hangs up. All right, we're back in the bathroom and Adam reveals that the man who hired him is Detective Danny.
1: Because you think the whole movie takes off. Because he presses him a lot. Like, who hired you? Who? You have to tell me. It's some guy. Who guy? What guy? I don't know his name. Yes, you do. Stop lying to me, Adam. Like, the bickering doesn't stop with these two.
0: No, they're in a very unhappy marriage.
1: It's just a big black guy. And then I love the shot of Danny Glover walking out from the shadows to reveal himself. Yeah. <laughs>
0: It's, it's this like own, like intro to an action movie. like. <laughs> but then we got the greatest line Adam has in the entire movie, Ooh. which is, What do you care what I think anyway? I don't give a crap if you covered yourself in peanut butter and had a 15 hooker gangbang.
1: Not for nothing. That is an epic line.
0: Where does your mind go, Adam? <laughs> what are his kinks? That is my question.
1: I think we got a little glimpse, like a little peek behind the curtain of what goes on But it does stop the argument right then and there. You shouldn't care what I'm doing. You're right.
0: Yeah. I didn't know you knew that thing about the peanut butter, but okay.
1: Uh, I don't know how you guessed that one out of nowhere. He had been taking pictures of him for a while. Maybe... He saw him stocking up at Costco on the peanut butter? Maybe. Like, why is he buying so much peanut butter and 15 hookers? Really? All
0: right. um. (laughs) Whatever floats your boat. Um, It's then that Adam discovers in one of his photos that Zep is at Dr. Gordon's apartment looking out the window. Uh, We then get the full reveal that Zep is the one that is keeping his uh, Dr. Gordon's family hostage. We also find out now that we're out of time. It is 6 p.m.
1: And then Zep gets his gun that's like two times bigger than his hand. Like too, too big for him to hold. Yeah. <laughs> and goes, up. Oh, it's it's time to murder this wife and daughter. Whatever. Okay, let's do this. But He's, he's very about this. And then like, alright, it's go time. He goes up to them to kill him. Mm-hmm. But then he has to call Dr. Gordon first. Like for her, I, you have to tell him that he failed. Mm-hmm. Here you go.
0: But and, he doesn't know that she has already broken free yes. of her bond. She just pretending she's still tied up.
1: Which there's a lot of like playing possum in this, but anyway, mm-hmm. so she's acting like she's gonna. She says you failed, and then which is like one of the worst things to say to your husband on the phone. <laughs> I the
0: mean, she's like you failed at this marriage, and I want a divorce after this. Not only are you cheating on me, but you got me and my daughter kidnapped. I am done. Well, believe me, I'm, I'm
1: gonna attack her in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> then she gets, she wrests the gun away from Zeb, points it to him, gets, pass me the phone, pass him the phone. They, honey, where, uh, Lord Larry, where are you? I'm being held captive. Captive. Leave, we need you. I'm like, wait, did you hear him? He's being held captive, like in his room, <laughs> and like chained to something. Like he tells her, like, I don't care where you are. I need you. We need you just here think right well, now. He's
0: lying. I know you're at that seedy motel again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know where you are. Why don't you just come home to your wife and daughter? So that, that, is that when he gets electrocuted?
0: Uh, he soon is to be electrocuted. But first, step Z- goes after the gun again, and then they start struggling over the gun. Shots are fired, and this alerts Detective Danny that. Something's going on. So he.
1: Because he's been across the street all movie.
0: Yeah, and he apparently gets down however many floors his apartment is. And then gets across the street and up, however many floors, all within I would say two minutes. By the time that we see that he realized that the shots were fired, pretty much Allison stabbing Zepp in the leg with a pair of scissors, and then Danny's there to so. help.
1: And he has a gun and he starts shooting at Zepp and he's like on the ground, stabbed in the leg. He misses every shot, yeah. all of them. And Zepp is shooting back at him, also misery. And I love Danny Glover hiding behind a little beam, a quarter of his size. He's just like hiding behind it and Zeb still can't shoot him. <laughs> yeah. Zeb's in the open he's in the open on the ground bleeding out from a leg.
0: He hits a better shot than Danny. It's just insanity but at least it causes enough of a distraction that Allison and Diana slip away
1: Yes and then that's when Zeb goes and it's time for me to go kill your husband
0: Yeah but meanwhile Gordon it shows him on the line still listening to all the screaming and he's just losing his shit progressively more and more <laughs>
1: The one time I, I forgave him for it because you know hey if you just heard your wife once she is mad at you because you're not there right now because you're chained to a you're selfishly chained to a pipe mm-hmm. selfish man and then and then all you hear is screaming and gunshots I guess you're justified in not keeping your cool
0: yeah that, that's fair finally he's acting normally um,
1: now he gets electrocuted
0: now he gets electrocuted and he passes out for a moment Adams screaming at him Lawrence get up I need I you. need you
1: I just, <laughs> he does say I need
0: I, mean, I, need you. I have these flashbacks to like Brokeback Mountain. I just wish I could quit you.
1: <laughs> Me, I went. I went to Rose and Jack on the thing, like, no,
0: I'll that, never let you go. That's after when uh, he cuts off his foot. I have that reference. <laughs>
1: Yes, yes later? All right. Oh, and man. then I love Zepp going down, limping down, down the stairs mm-hmm. and then Danny Glover chasing after him. Then they apparently drive around the block, I yeah,
0: think. Okay, so because... the, the car chase scene, I have facts about that as well. So, again with this low budget film, they uh, just were in a parking garage, turned off the lights, pumped the fog machine and then just shook the cars <laughs> and that's how they filmed this chase scene.
1: And zoomed in and out a bunch. Yeah. Let me zoom into these headlights. Let me zoom in the windshield let me just zoom in and out a bunch oh which, too good which is fair you know if you don't have the money for it you know even though frailty has the best frailty I oh, no you know you probably never saw frailty it's pretty good okay. it's a nice gothic car movie with um powers booth and um matthew mcconaughey <laughs> um all right all right all right all right, all right, all right. Yeah. And well, that, then a car ride, that one would, of course, you know, that one is also low, low budget ish. They, um, and it's the rainstorm. So, like, apparently they had, they showered the car up. So the windows were wet. Then they had like pen lights, the return of the pen lights on little sticks mm-hmm. in the background. And just people walking around with them. Like, there was like other traffic. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so, I need to see this. And it's not really that noticeable. Like, it's it's pretty good. But, <laughs> I need to see this.
0: Okay. So, Zep and uh, Detective Danny have arrived at the warehouse. And meanwhile, the cell phone is ringing in the bathroom again but dr gordon has tossed it out of reach he is now losing his shit more and more as he tries to reach his cell phone using the box
1: (laughs) i give him credit for the box fine because it's the first thing he reached for. Fine, because there's not much around you. The whole time, like tick, uh, take, take the what, hacksaw, no, the hacksaw, your shirt. You could use that to like throw it like a net, because literally it is maybe five inches away from his hand. It's not like it's across the room or anything. And if
0: he had it's, used the hacksaw that he then saws his foot off with, he could have reached it.
1: Yeah, could have. Yeah, he had a couple options, but no. Apparently, cutting my foot off is option one here now and always. It's and of course his wife calling him because she's safe now. Calling, calling, calling. What I don't get is, which is what I thought today watching. All right. This phone is ringing like crazy. Mm-hmm. Last thing I heard was my wife screaming and yelling. So it's either going to be one or two things. It's either going to be my wife fine or the person telling me that my wife's already gone because they won. Yeah. That's basically, it's a 50-50 one at that point. Mm-hmm. Me losing my shit now isn't going to change whatever that phone call is. So I'd rather just get the phone and figure it out.
0: Yeah. But instead, you know, as Adam's trying to calm him down, he's just screaming, shut up. My family needs me. <laughs> <laughs> and Adam's just quietly in the corner but I need you more
1: but honey come on um, just calm down we can figure this out like the whole thing like, he be- does become the supportive wife because it's like listen um, honey just calm down there's a way out of this we can figure this out we can get out of this me and you
0: but meanwhile Dr. Gordon's ripping his shirt off and not in a sexy way he's tying around his Ooh. leg and he which, begins to saw through his leg as Adam screams in terror
1: which does seem tight enough for me to stop the, he ties it around as like to stop the blood from flowing down, is my guess.
0: Yeah, but he doesn't really tie it that well. He's like holding mm-hmm. it with his like teeth and all. Well. I think he should have put it down on his wallet, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that might have maybe some more pain relief, but... Um,
1: yeah, but he's yeah. screaming and yelling, man, just going at it.
0: I'm actually very surprised with how little uh, he is affected by sawing off his foot. <laughs> Adam is screaming way louder than he is.
1: I scream way louder just watching him do it, I think, because yeah. right, this I can go back to when I saw this in the theater. The theater lost their minds yeah. at this point. Like, you see people jumping and screaming and stuff. It gets worse with the, at the end reveal. That was the best way to end the movie, but, But you see people like, oh no, he's really doing it. I just heard stuff and like the crowd was into it.
0: Oh yeah. Meanwhile Danny and Zepp are fighting, but Zepp manages to shoot and kill Danny. He then limps his way into the bathroom. Gordon's one foot down and he crawls across the floor and grabs the gun. Sorry, this is before um Zepp has entered the bathroom. Uh grabs the gun and another bit of foreshadowing here. When he opens up the revolver, there are no spent casings inside the gun, meaning that the man on the floor did not shoot himself. He then shoots Adam. Adam falls over. Uh, we got a really quick cutaway. We see that Allie and Diana are okay. They're at a neighbor's house and they're trying to call Dr. Gordon on the phone. Zep then barges in. Gordon <laughs> shoots the empty gun
1: <laughs> Yeah, shoots him. <laughs> And Zeb says, "What everybody's thinking, like, like, look, I killed him." He goes, "It's too late now. You had to six, you know." it's Yeah, and Doctor Gordon goes, "Why? And what does that <laughs> mean?" There are rules, which makes sense, which actually, you know, hey, I gave it till six. You know, I am a man of my word. It's, it's 630 now or 615, apparently, because the where Dr. Gordon lives across the street from the warehouse or around the corner from the warehouse because they got there pretty quick. And
0: then surprise Adams alive.
1: Yes, because Dr. Gordon is a crack shot, apparently, and knew where to shoot him so to cause him basically no harm. Okay. This is all part of the plan.
0: I, I could see it that way. I can also see it the other way of like, I just cut off my foot and I tried to actually shoot you.
1: But... <laughs> and I just missed. And I'm just going to play it off as if I had planned it out this way. Like, oh man, you're going to be fine. It's just a wound. Uh, I'll be back.
0: Oh, but Adam beats Zap to death with the lid of the toilet tank
1: as yeah, for messing with his man see you know they they it all comes full circle you know you
0: can't kill my man um, Gordon and Adam then have their Jack and Rose moment you know they're lying on the floor together covered in blood gripping each other's hands and uh
1: and Dr. Gordon's not looking pretty good no he's, no I, he's looking very pale at this very, very point very
0: pale um and he says that uh he's going to go get help he premises I hey, premise it's not promise
1: it's premise <laughs> yeah, premise. premise well I could you know it's the accent and you know the blood loss you know and the, I, he did just lose a foot so you know yeah.
0: and then uh, as he crawls away he says to Adam looks back lovingly I wouldn't lie to you uh, he then crawls off to die because he he's not getting up <laughs> the ladder
1: he's missing a foot <laughs> he's missing a foot I don't, like, I, don't, I don't know and if you and if you saw Danny Glover and Zepp couldn't get you know, it wasn't like by the door they walked through like 20 hallways yeah, and some stairs and was, to get to the
0: was, like, it wasn't even stairs it was a ladder that's why I'm saying like if it was stairs yes. he could crawl his way up the stairs but a ladder <laughs> I don't know about that.
1: But he doesn't know this, so it's fine. So, you know. Yeah.
0: So, uh, at this point, Adam starts searching for a key in body, but instead, he finds a tape recorder.
1: And this is, like, worst recording of them all, I guess? Because the other recorders are like, listen, basically explain to them why they're in this situation.
0: No, I think it's because Adam turns off the recorder once he figures out that he is a victim as well and that he's not getting out.
1: It could be yeah, because it's like, oh Zep, you have a slow acting poison. Would you kill this wife and daughter for? <laughs> would you kill a family to be to, to be saved? I'm like, okay, all right, yeah. And then you hear the music, the saw, the saw theme. Yeah, apparently this yeah, yeah. theme is called "Hello, Zep." Well, yeah, I guess it makes sense because that's when it kind of starts off, and it is pretty epic. Yep,
0: yeah, and then surprise, the body in the middle of the room starts to get up. Yeah, that floored me the first time I watched it. Oh,
1: that and the. Theater. Everybody that's when they really lost their shit. Everybody just lost it. It was screaming and yelling in the stands. People didn't know what to do with themselves. It it was it was, it was mass anarchy in a theater.
0: So uh it turns out that That's Jigsaw. He does a nice little uh, cow pose in yoga to like stretch out his back after lying there for so long. And uh, then he reveals that as we already mentioned, the key to Adam's chain was attached to the blue light that went down the drain at the beginning of the movie.
1: And then um, he picks up the gun to shoot Jigsaw. Jigsaw then electrocutes him because he's the one doing it. Mm -hmm. Which makes sense why the other plans didn't work because when they were whispering to each other, Jigsaw was in the room so he could hear them whispering to each other. So, of course, got that to fail. And then... He gives him the quote, you know, hey, then game on. over.
0: And that's the end of the movie. But I really want to know what happens in the immediate minutes after the end of the movie when Jigsaw is walking down the hallway and just sees Dr. Gordon and is like, sup, and then keeps on watching as he's just crawling his bloody stump across the floor.
1: They they revisit this in a movie. In one of the future movies, that comes back. I can't wait. <laughs> I think it might be the last one with Doctor Gordon, but still, like they do actually revisit as to what what happened. Now, the, I think in the third one or the fourth one, they actually come back to this bathroom, and you and that's you get to see the second. See, in the sec, it's in the second one. I can't remember which one they come back to the bathroom, and you get to see Adam. Well, I, or what's left of him? What's left of him, at least. <laughs> was Who wasn't ever found. That's, that's all. That's all that means. They just never found him. Yeah, I was very devastated by that.
0: But oh well. Um, yeah, that was great. So that was the movie, and what what are our thoughts? Our ending thoughts?
1: Yes. What do, you, what do you think about watching it today with thirteen pages of notes, critical eye? What do you think?
0: So with my critical eye today, I finally mm-hmm. I, I did notice that there are some poor acting moments. <laughs> Yeah, there is a vague British accent where there shouldn't be one. Um, yeah, <laughs> there is a lot of low budget like moments that I never because the plot is so great, I never paid attention to that before. Um, but also the plot holes. This was the first time I noticed the plot holes. Like that pen light really bugs me.
1: <laughs> today, paying more attention to it than normal. Like I'm usually just, just watching, having a good time with the movie. The movie it's masterfully written and very well directed considering they had eight bucks to film it with mm-hmm. and to shoot with it. It can have plot holes, but if the rest of the movie is so good or so, and you get so involved in the story that you just pass them over, you got a good thing on your hands. This is the way I see it. And, you know, because of course it has plot holes. You know, we and I think we outlined them every time they showed up today. Like, oh, what about this? They could have got, for somebody that planned some things out so intricately, why leave the key to get out on the guy the whole time, which by some, a stroke of dumb luck that happened to go down the drain, mm-hmm. there is no way to know that was gonna gonna happen you know it could have hey look a key let me try this on my lock hey look it's open let me walk out you know it's just yeah and a couple things that get fixed later on like why was Zep in this why why was um why was Adam in this, actually? Because um, Adam had nothing... Adam had no, no task.
0: Yeah, I mean, his task was just to escape from the bathroom, was yeah. probably what his task was.
1: Didn't have to fight, didn't, have, didn't have anything. Fight. It was it was to get... His task only could have been to get Dr. Gordon to care about somebody else?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Um, Jigsaw did go in hard on Adam and told him that he was
1: <laughs> a piece of shit. Worthless. <laughs>
0: but, uh, yeah, no, it's just... It's really bizarre that, that, that his trap was so easily fixed if that he hadn't gone down the drain
1: and even dr gordon like he doesn't it's more abstract the way he doesn't value his life he doesn't value his home life not his physical well-being in life like everybody's like oh
0: to murder someone because his only objective is to murder adam so he would have been released if he had just murdered adam is the implication here
1: in 10 minutes you know what adam i don't know you bang bang you're dead or whatever killed him somehow or the the cigarette thing would have worked
0: what about that makes dr gordon then value life more just because he was abducted and now he murdered someone like
1: for his wife because now or maybe like i i i will kill to keep my wife alive because now i value her and my daughter's life even though it showed him being a good dad bad husband still a good dad like
0: I don't know. Definitely, some so this, questions that I am left with with this movie. So
1: there's a cu- couple of the holes, but while you're watching it, you don't really care because like, how they're gonna get out of this this industrial bathroom? That makes no sense. There's a dead guy in the room. Wow, he's getting up. Like, there's other things going on. Yeah.
0: A lot going on in this movie. A lot of it is great. So. And you just
1: take a lot of it for granted. A lot of the other stuff for granted. Like, you know what? Screw it. They're in the room for whatever reason, and they they don't explain Adam and Doctor Gordon so much because they explain the other characters a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Because Amanda doesn't really get explained as to why she's there. The the cops that you think he because she's a drug dealer. Well, I don't know. I guess (laughs) the one guy was was the suicide attempt guy. So it makes all right. You have to cut yourself now to live because you cut yourself to try to kill yourself now. All right. That that's very seven in that one. Yeah, but
0: like also uh, we're gonna punish people for you know probably suffering from mental illness. (laughs) Like
1: (laughs) they actually get into that. the reason as to why he goes about doing this kind of stuff does come back does show up in a movie like the fifth one or something like his reason for it does get explained like they do explain a bunch like lore is covered like the lore the reason the why gets covered I'm excited to
0: find out the reason
1: why I hope you have patience because then I'll say it right away Mm -hmm. but say it eventually
0: well we got a whole season so we'll get there eventually
1: you will get there eventually but um but overall I even with the critical eye and the plot holes and it made it sound like I was dragging on this movie a bunch I still love this movie it's still a great movie absolutely it drags a little bit in certain parts and stuff but nothing and there's way too many flashbacks and they hit you over the head with too much exposition like right out the gate like all right this is the jigsaw because what he does is why he's doing it you know there's a whole bunch of stuff right in the beginning you're like all right mm-hmm. just, then you do then you just like it's like a roller coaster and you're just there for the ride Danny Glover's useless and pointless but you know it's still great for his character Danny Glover is great but his character is not he doesn't have much to work with
0: yeah I completely agree. Um, A lot happens right at the beginning of the movie, and then it's just a whole bunch of flashbacks that they're giving you pieces of the information, but like they just continue to have very similar flashbacks to tell you more information as it goes. And I don't know it's as you were saying, like as much as the ragging on this movie, it is one of my favorites and will always be one of my favorites. I I used to have a saw poster in my (laughs) bedroom. Like I had like a window with the rubber bear on her face. Like
1: that's great. Yeah.
0: I love this movie. Absolutely. So what would you rate
1: this movie? Before we get to the rating, I want to the only thing I would do, like. The the fix aspect of the fixer aspect of our... our, What would we do? Yeah, the fixer aspect of it is the only thing I would fix or change to make it maybe tweak it... (laughs) is not half the actors act like they're in a movie like they're supposed to be fooling me mm-hmm. you know it's like like zep acting all re- like creepy yeah. creepy creepy like he's the killer until he's not you know um even though i love jigsaw in his, in his robe velvet robe with the hood the satin robe with the hood and the red and the black it's very stylish yeah. but why would you be wearing this in that situation like it was it's only so that we don't see it's jigsaw it's not so that the cops don't see it's jigsaw you know it's, well, mm-hmm. and well it is so that Danny Glover could still think it's gordon and be obsessive over it. you know so little things like that all right um for rating we just the way we're going to work this or the way we're planning on this and we're going to probably um work on this as we go you know it's all fluid until we have it all nailed down but since we are a series of horrors and we talk about horror series and franchises it's more the value of the franchise itself than the individual parts as an example if the first movie in a franchise is a 10 but the other two or three are ones then it's not really a good franchise it's a good movie to start and Mm -hmm. then the rest are cash grab or whatever. You know, there's, you know, so it's one of those things more the overall aspect of the, in this case, eight movies, soon to be nine movies than Saw itself. So the plan is as of right now, we rate them, then we track, you know.
0: Yeah, we'll find an average between all of our ratings uh, as we go. So we'll rate each movie individually as just a movie and then we're going to figure out what that has as an impact on the franchise itself
1: them or and then we just rate the franchise in the season finale we mm-hmm. just rate the franchise as a, as a whole now that we've seen all these movies how would you rate the franchise
0: we'll give you both the average out the math what we calculate based on yeah. our previous scores but then just our personal opinion at the end of the day rated the entire franchise
1: yeah, because sometimes the whole is, is more than the sum of its parts. you know. Because And I feel this series might fall into that because there are individual movies that aren't that good because they mm-hmm. all fall into a piece to a bigger puzzle. And once you, the whole thing's put together, it makes a lot more sense. This is a good one to start off with this kind of, just because the way this, the series of movies is constructed, I believe. Mm-hmm. And hopefully you guys do as well. And Jackie, you do because after this one, you've seen the second one, then three through eight will be first times. So we're, we're going to have fun with these. But this one, I have to start high. I have to i think i go out of 10 Mm -hmm. 1 to 10 i have to go like an 8 solid 8
0: yeah yeah i i think i'm like an 8.5 can can i do (laughs) 0.5 at
1: this point we could do whatever we want
0: it's like an 8.5 for me i love this movie i will rewatch it anytime and have a good time watching it also i quote adam in my daily life and people look at me like i have three heads because they don't know what i'm quoting but (laughs) I have a good time with
1: it. I got to work that uh, 15 hooker gangbang into my daily conversation. into so um, don't know how I will.
0: I sold my best friend on watching Saw because she's like, I, I don't watch horror or whatever. And I'm like, <laughs> let me tell you this online. She's like, OK, I'm going to watch this movie.
1: <laughs> I'm like Now I must see it. And this is a good horror movie for people that don't really like horror movies because they get gorier as they go because this movie is not really that gory. You know, there's one scene of the disembowelment, but really, it's not really that gory and not really that many jump scares. It's more of if I were there, what would I do? But um, that is... I guess the beginning.
0: Yeah. This is the end of the beginning.
1: <laughs> yes. The end of the beginning. I like that.
0: We hope that you join us for another episode. If you like this podcast, we would love for you to rate and subscribe. Um, you can follow us on social media. We're on Instagram at Series of Horrors Podcast. And we have our Facebook group as well at the same name.
1: Yeah, You can email us at Series of Horrors um, at gmail.com. You know, just drop us a message, like, yeah. rate, subscribe, let us know.
0: Tell us if you have any suggestions for future seasons.
1: Yes really would love to engage with anybody that's listening and that loves horror as much as we do in for the long ride, we plan to be on. Cause it's easier to do one movie, one, one week than a whole different thing next week, but it's going to be big and in-depth deep dives into entire, like there's a reason there's eight of these, all right? They made eight of these soon to be 90s for a reason. So the only way to know is by watching them all and seeing how they go.
0: Yeah. I'm definitely excited to see how they all tie together and to get some of my answers finally that I've had for how long do we agree? 17 years. <laughs>
1: Yeah, 17 years is, 17
0: is what <laughs> our... All these questions, and finally, I'll get the answers.
1: What is it in metric? Like, it's in, in Imperial, it's 17, but in metric system.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, the metric system in years is the same thing. It's everything else oh. that you guys are... <laughs>
1: All right. I was wondering. i was like, all right.
0: We don't measure years differently. We just measure space differently.
1: Thought I would ask. Thought I would Indeed. ask. I'm like, all right, because I know <laughs> I was raised on the imperial system and I don't know.
0: The, oh, man. the weird so thing about bit. Canada, though, is that we are like, we are partially metric. We are partially uh, imperial. Like, it's confusing because we talk feet and inches generally. But when it comes to temperature,
1: temperature. Associated. Yeah, that's the one I was going to. That's exactly what I was going to go to because I get lost every time I see I see a Celsius anything. I'm like, all right, um, yeah. is it cold? I still don't know if it's cold. Like, it might be
0: the way that Celsius works is you were a normal human being and you were saying like temperatures <laughs> rising from you know zero to a hundred. So like zero is cold, and like negative is like freezing. Really, and then you know you go the other way and it gets warmer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there will be lots of tangents on this podcast. Clearly, <laughs> I met you, yeah, the metric corner. Yes, thank you. You know, we have, we're gonna have to hit a couple American Canadian differences because you know, hey, why not? I'm gonna try to have some fun with that too because we have to have a good time with everything.
0: All right. Well, thanks for joining us, and we hope you stick around for the next one.
1: Yes, thank you. Been a pleasure, Jackie, as always. And you guys, see you guys soon.